0: One of my most off-sided places on the Internet is the subreddit R Men's Lib. Listen, I did a whole episode on that subreddit, which I'll link in the show notes. All you got to know is that right now it's still one of the best places to find some great online stuff about masculinity in the internet. And right now, they are having a discussion, a discussion that I feel a lot of men that care about feminist issues have. What do we call ourselves? The thread is entitled, Do you believe that men's live should be considered part of feminism or be its own independent movement? Do you think it would be more effective one way or the other? And why do you think so? I'll link the thread on the show notes as well too because I, I would love for you to see this. Even if you are on men's live, you should take a look at it itself. But even in the year 2019, there is a worry about the label of feminism when it comes to men. I just want to be clear, when I get a chance to talk to a lot of men, there's a lot they agree with in regards to pro-feminist values, like the values of equality and equity, making sure we try to prevent violence against women, making sure we care about our own mental health and ideas about consent and preventing sexual violence. I, this is, for a lot of people, this this is, uh, it's done, it's over, the debate's over, we all agree on this. At surface, there is common ground here for the most of us, I would say. You know, except for a a few idiots out here, and, and they try to be very contrarian, or they have bad faith arguments, and it might feel like those idiots are everywhere, but they're not. Not that I see anyways. I see a lot of guys that are confused, misinformed, feeling shamed, feeling anxious about what they should support they're worried that if they embrace the word feminism that they are more prone not only from other men but from women who are now holding them to a much higher standard my question is why is that label so hard to embrace why is it so hard for men to say that they are feminist this is modern manhood Manhood is brought to you by Next Gen Men and the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. If you want to support Next Gen Men, empowering young men and helping to shape the future of inclusivity in our community, please go to Patreon.com/slash Next Gen Men to help us out. Like these people, Kelly Stevens, Andrea Toroville, and Harleen Mann, they've all contributed to our Patreon, and I thank you so much because you are helping support our community, and the community at large in making sure that we empower young men. For supporting us, please go to patreon.com slash men.
1: That's a tough question. Um, um I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not even sure what it means to be a feminist
0: uh, today.
2: Depends on the definition of feminism. The definition just means that people are
3: equal. Quality of treatment, equality of legal protections, equality in pay.
2: I don't like you to use the phrasing... Women and men are equal because it, it's, it's an erasure of non-binary folks.
1: It's a term that seems to have a weird amount of baggage these days. Yeah, I call myself a feminist. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm definitely a feminist. Uh, I'd say no. Just because I don't know enough about the the movement. I'm not quite sure what being a feminist entails. Do I think women are equal? Absolutely. I suppose I, I, I would be somewhat of a feminist because I do support... Um, everything. You kind of have to, right? Like at this point, it would it would seem politically
2: incorrect or uncouth not to self-identify as a feminist. I
1: think sometimes feminism, um, it, instead of equality, it it gets to equality and then wants more, and it ends up not being equality. To me, feminist means that you're you support one group. Taking a side on that is often to put yourself in one camp or the other. I'm not really someone who puts himself in camps. I pretty much stay away from um, aligning myself with anything. I'm team me and um, what that means is um, I'm in a process right now where I'm just really uh, doing what I'm speaking to and really trying to understand myself
3: more. For me I don't even look at it that way you know like I think women um... Uh, uh, should be equal, totally equal. Why the same human beings? Why the same persons? You know, like we can do the same things. I support anybody. Uh, doesn't like boys, girls, black, white, brown. It doesn't
1: matter. I I look at everybody as people, and think that they
3: all should be supported equally.
4: It's complicated because I think there's a, there's a number of people who will say, well, men can't call themselves feminists, or they don't want
3: men to. I believe in the- Uh, women's values. I I feel that I'm not educated enough to call myself a feminist in terms of academia.
1: But I wouldn't call myself that because I don't think that's my label to bestow.
0: The voices that you have just heard are some of the men that participated in the MAN survey in 2018, where Chatelaine asked a thousand men about the values they held, including our Prime Minister pick out his voice if you can. In that survey, it found 79% of men think men and women should have equal rights and opportunities. But only 18% would describe themselves as feminist. So, in this episode, I'm going to try to summarize what the main fears for men in why it's so hard for them to say that they are feminist. I want to start with a very, very clear message. I'm not here to speak in behalf of feminism. In fact, it would be a complete fallacy to me to speak in behalf of feminism. I'm a man. And for me to say what is and what isn't feminism would be a clear signal to say that I don't support the movement, which is not true. I'm going to be very clear on this for me personally. I would consider myself a feminist. I would also consider myself a Latino, a Canadian, an immigrant, a progressive, and a man. And for me to speak in behalf of any of these groups that I just describe would erase the countless of stories that any people leaving these identities have. The only thing I can clearly speak about with absolute authority is myself. So when I talk about feminism, it is through my own personal lens. And I will try my damned hardest to explain what feminism means for me, knowing full well what you experience could be completely different. And so when I speak of feminism, I speak it with my own personal lens. And please, if I say something that doesn't feel right to you, I would love to hear about it because not only am I here to say things, I'm I'm here to listen. I also want to say something else. These are not excuses. What you're going to hear are not excuses. more curiosities because what i'm going to say i bet a lot of people will be like well that's a stupid excuse it's a lot of eye rolling that i'm sure when you hear this episode that's the response that you're going to get and in the most cases i i I kind of agree with you but i do invite you to use your empathy muscles in this regard not saying you lack empathy but i want you to try in knowing that, for some men, it's not easy for them to say that they're a feminist. So in this episode, I'm going to use some clips from media I have found as well, as some of my own interviews with people like Eric Arthral, who you just heard on the last episode, and Al Harris, to help us through this journey. As well, I asked some of my favorite people in Men Edmonton and Next Gen Men, and in the Men's Live community to help me answer this question. And you'll hear their responses as well as as I'm going to read them. My journey to saying that I'm a feminist went through some of the same reservations. Let's start with the name.
2: I think the word is really difficult because it seems to inherently suggest a preferential treatment of the feminine over the masculine because it has the feminine in the word. And... I think that's a real oversight and a misunderstanding. Um, rather
1: than just basic fairness.
2: Rather than just gender just uh-huh. across just gender equality across the board. This isn't girls are better than boys, boys are better than girls. This is just everyone deserves a fair chance at whatever it is. I think also because a lot of prejudice and certainly misogyny is so normalized, it almost it's like it's right under people's noses. So when you raise it there's kind of like a well that's we've dealt with that women women got the vote ages ago like this isn't a thing and and then when you start to kind of unravel it for people they go oh i didn't think about that or i didn't think about this and if i were to say i was a feminist it would be a personal attack on you as a man as opposed to a you know a patriarchal system or a, you know something much larger than an individual person I think also there's a men think that they can't be feminists that's a big misunderstanding some of the best feminists I know are men
1: why why do you think they can't they feel they can't like that that's not masculine if you're a um, feminist
2: yeah that it's not masculine if you're a feminist that only women can be feminists because it's about Again, it, it comes back down to their misunderstanding. Of, to the word
1: that is feminine, word. so I can't be. Yeah,
2: so I can't touch that. That's, <laughs> I, I like to joke about the man box, which is like you can only be a man if you fulfill these certain qualities and you stay within this, mm-hmm. this square of like you're in your man box and you're safe in the man box. And something about, for some men, about going near feminism is, is a step out of the man box.
0: So there's some people that have issues with the name. Why something that is so clearly labeled feminine meaning to mean everybody? They think that having the word that is supposed to mean freedom from gender roles for all genders has a women's upfront type of tag. Well, this is Michael from Men Edmonton who has an interesting juxtaposition. He says, It's funny. Many men are fine with a term like mankind to refer to all humanity yet they find that the term feminism is a partial category that excludes them. So, there's many men that will instead say that I wish it was called something like humanist, or I will back away from the label and declare myself non-labeled. Or they will say, depending on the definition of feminism, blah 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 blah. And Michael, one of the most generous and forward-thinking individuals that I know, had this to say on his experience. Quote, I prefer non-totalizing language anyway. I support feminist ideas and practices, but I don't want to be labeled a feminist anymore than I want to be labeled a meat-eater or a vegetarian or a civil libertarian or a socialist. Or, you know, he's just a man. There's also another fear. That fear of calling yourself a male feminist. Because that has a certain connotation to it. <laughs> and to be perfectly fair, guys, we did this to ourselves. Sorry, I didn't mean that in like a skeevy, <laughs> where do you live sort of way. No, no,
1: it's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm from D.C. Oh, no way. I was actually just there for the women's march. Really? Yeah, yeah. We rented a bus and brought down like a hundred people from the neighborhood who didn't have a ride. It was honestly one of the best days of my life.
4: Wow, you're very nice.
1: Um. Would you want to come to my place?
4: Oh, uh, no thank you. Bitch.
3: What? I freaking marched for you. You won't get down on this. Ew. Hey, she's not into it, man. Back off. God,
1: guys like that are why we need a woman
3: in the White House. Enough of us men, right? We had our shot.
1: (laughs) Sorry, I'm a broken record. I worked for Hillary. You did? I love Hillary. Yeah. Hey, can I ask you a question since we both love Hillary? Yeah, sure. Would you want to look at my balls? Ew, no. Bitch. What? Bitch. What? Please! No. But it's not...
0: Now that clip from SNL is is kind of a parody, but it kind of highlights the point. Because of some of the interactions of men using feminism as a way to get sex or to befriend a woman because they think they owe them something. Well... That has given male feminists a bad name. There's also this fake wokeness, as some people might call it, of some male feminist, That they say that they're going to promote a women's movement, but then when push comes to shove, they don't walk the walk. So not only does this create tension for some men who honestly care about equality and equity and social justice to use that label for them... They don't want to signal to people to say that I am just a pretend woke asshole. But to stay silent and and just listen some more. This is probably the most generous excuse, and and I totally admit that, as to why some men, especially some of the most humanitarian, most involved, and most helpful men, don't like to use the word feminist as a label. One of the members from Men's Live had this hesitation. And he says... I'm a feminist in everything but name. There's a lot of baggage surrounding men calling themselves such because it feels like appropriating a movement that is, for all intents and purposes, for and by women. I mean you don't call white people who support black liberation black liberationists or black radicals, right? Plus there's no shortage of men who use the label of feminist to get in good favor with women but then hide behind the label while doing very non-feminist things. So it makes a lot of women wary around men who call themselves feminist. And I don't want to add on to that anxiety. I'd much rather show my support through actions. I'd hope that somebody would flat out ask me if I was a feminist so I wouldn't have to explain this. But if I did, like now, I would say that I'm a pro-feminist. And well, some men see some feminists that seem very toxic. And after some real toxic thoughts, especially TERFs. By the way, TERF is an acronym. It stands for Trans-Exclusionary Radical Feminists. And uh, another person from Men's Live had this to say about that. Quote, I'll add that bad actors in a movement shouldn't discredit a movement unless the movement doesn't disclaim them. Some black liberationists were working for the feds, for example. Some feminists are TERFs. Some men use feminism as a mask for predatory behavior that doesn't discredit any of those movements. One of the main reasons why a lot of men don't like to get behind the movement is their defensiveness. Also, there's this weird perception that feminists hate men. And I can see how tiring this can be for a feminist, especially a female feminist, just keep explaining what they're fighting about over and over again.
5: And I think it's funny. I think stuff like this is funny. And I mean, you need to laugh at it because I understand why you'd be an angry feminist. Like, it makes sense because if you've, if you've been a feminist for more than, like, three months, you would have repeated the same sentence over and over again. Feminism isn't about hating men feminism is not man-hating just because you're a feminist it doesn't mean you hate men you don't have to hate men to become a feminist feminism don't hate men you don't have to hate men to be a feminist feminism is not about hating men and you've said it so many times and they still don't listen so now you it hmm. <laughs> <laughs> is kind of just hate them a little bit. It's really hard not to. Have you seen them? Oh, it's so hard not to. And I know some of you are like, well, not all men. And of course, it's all men. Literally every single one of them. Hate them. Hate them. Hate them. Someone was like, what about your dad? Especially my dad. That's why I'm up here. All men. Ew. Ugh. hate them all. Hate them all. And I know that this is a bit offensive <laughs> to some men. In the audience. But to you, I just want to say, uh, cheer up, love. (laughs) It's Fanta. It's Fanta.
0: Now, Jeremiah, one of the best people I know from Edmonton, had this to say about that. And I quote, For me, one of the main things keeping guys from using the term to describe themselves is that they can kind of sense that being a feminist requires emotional labor and wrestling with one's beliefs, values, and how one actually behaves is perceived in the world. It opens one up to criticism from other men, judgment from peers, family, friends, etc. And feminism can feel less like a viewpoint and more like an imperative. If I'm a feminist, that means I need to do something. That's why calmly claiming to be a humanist, etc., it's an easy way out in which one can feign some egalitarian ideals that really just end up being a cocktail of unfeeling rationality, entitlement, and whatever blind spots around oppression one may have. It's an easy way out because it's detached from human connection and action, and it's usually pretty status quo. So one doesn't really have to do anything when they claim this position. It's pretty great. Now, Al Harris, who you might remember from a previous episode, also had an interesting thought about the defensiveness of a lot of men. I've noticed lately um, that saying something like what you just mentioned, saying that women are disadvantaged in the workplace, which I I completely agree, Um, but right now there's a little bit of a defensiveness around that specific position. I think that's
4: a lot of defensiveness.
0: Yeah. Why do you think that is?
4: Well, I think it's it is for several reasons. One, I think that men, because of the Me Too movement, because of the sensitivity around women's career success, men are feeling threatened. They're feeling threatened not physically, but threatened mm-hmm. as to their dominant role in organizations in society. They we've all grown up as men with an expectation that we're going to be boss. We're going to be the ones that run the show, that we're going to be the ones that have the power and are deferred to. And so when women uh, knock on that door and knock on it forcefully, we don't like it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so the first is that we feel threatened but beyond that uh we live in worlds in which um the norms the expectations the values that suffuse our organizations are all masculine values they mm. are values and uh norms that that privilege uh men's characteristics, men's dominance, their agentic, forceful, competitive behaviors. And so when women come into our workplaces, when women act as though they're entitled, it not only challenges us personally, but it feels as though they're going to undermine the values that have been so important in our sense of who we are, uh, what kind of world we are, we inhabit, and what sort of
0: um, environment we want to perpetuate. Eric, who you might remember from last week's show, made this very clear when I asked about some of his interactions with people when he talked about his paternity leave
1: using my 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 own journey as a bit of an example um i have been in quite a few heated debates with uh, uh, typically more um, with, with typically with older men um, sometimes with, with with women as well um, but this idea that if I believe that men should want to take on new roles in society and those new roles are different than how men have typically showed up for generations and decades and probably centuries as well. Um the response that I get a lot is well I just don't think that men want to do that. I just don't think that men want to stay home with a baby. I just don't think that men want to you know in, insert you know uh, stereotype Whatever or stereotype. some yeah, yeah. yeah feminine role that that men simply don't want to play. Right. And, and 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 to me that is so synonymous with the Organization that's trying to be innovative, and the um, the decision maker, we'll call them a leader, in, in this in this example, and the leader says well, show me the business case of, uh, of where this has worked before. Right. And it's like, by definition, there is no yes. precedent. <laughs> and, yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, and and, and that's, I think that's what we're up against right now. Mm-hmm. And, and trying mm-hmm. to find a new role for men is that there isn't going to be evidence that shows that new role for men should be X, Y, or Z. That the, the, we need to create the evidence um, real time right now. By deciding that we want to try something different, we want to engage in something new. Um, I remember having a conversation with a senior uh, leader in HR, um, and uh, and I, I was in a particular conversation um, uh, outside of the workplace. I, I was talking to, I was making the case that there should be more equal um, financial compensation for for men and women who want to take parental leave. Like we should give the same. Financial compensation, whether you're a man or a woman, if you want to play the caregiver role, you should get. It should be. You should be equally incented. Mm-hmm. And the response that I got, which will stick with me, was, "Do you really think that men need more benefits?" And the assumption was that men have enough benefits as 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 it is, and men aren't even going to want to use these benefits if we give it to them. And so, do we really need to give men more benefits to encourage this behavior that? men probably don't want to do to begin with Hmm. and that 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 stuck with me because it's it's limiting the possibility of, of of where we could go in the future
0: there is a new place we're going where there's a lot of unknowns and as we see in a lot of places there's a fear in the unknown we want to go somewhere where we kind of understand the path and it feels comfortable and labeling yourself a feminist is a risky proposition for a lot of men.
1: But I, I did a panel a few weeks ago, and we were talking about masculinity and how men can show up differently. And I just felt like the people in the room didn't need to hear these messages.
0: <laughs> yep. Because, <laughs> I, I'm laughing because I, I know exactly how you feel.
1: <laughs> yeah, because like, I'm in a room of these men that have chosen to go to a panel that is run by a women in leadership group. So obviously they already have a certain degree of interest and, and, uh, and, and empathy for for women's empowerment. And that is an incredibly positive thing that, mm-hmm. that they continue mm-hmm. to push forward. This whole swath of men where they have grown up in a society where they believe that they, as men, haven't had a fair shake at certain things
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and maybe they were victims of violence themselves. Maybe they are being um, encouraged to pursue, you know, a breadwinner role when what they really want to do is they want to stay home with kids or, mm-hmm. or maybe they've, they've been you know, victims of uh, hazing or harassment or something. And, and, and they say, no, actually things are pretty, pretty happy for me as well. And, um, I hear this women's empowerment thing, like maybe they're agnostic towards it or maybe they they support it, but they're not about to show up at a panel about it. Yeah. Looking for a voice, a a male, a men's voice to to follow. And my worry is that for these, I'll call them centrist men who want something different, but don't know which way to go about it. The easiest landing point for those men right now, I think is the Jordan Peterson landing point. Yeah. And the reason... The reason why I think that is that Jordan Peterson speaks directly to them, <laughs> right. and then he, he creates a, an enemy, which is feminism and women, which is which is wrong, I think. And so, w- what I've really been trying to do is I've been trying to create a a, a landing point which is which is which is left of center, and a landing point that 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 begins by talking about how men are showing up in society and how men can show up differently in society in a way that is more productive and beneficial to men, but is wholeheartedly hand-in-hand intertwined, sewn together at the seams with feminism and its belief in women's empowerment.
0: I totally understand where these guys are coming from. But it's also pretty sad, because what I have learned about men's mental health, men's gender roles and how it hurts them, have all come from feminist authors and researchers. Another researcher had this to say when I asked the question, why men have a tough time to say that they are feminist? I quote. In my research, I have found that a lot of people misunderstand why the movement is called feminism, and what that actually means. For my understanding, feminism has nothing to do with an individual men and women and instead is about our cultural perception of masculinities and femininities. Essentially, there are a thousand and one correct ways to be a man, and a thousand and one correct ways to be a woman. But as a society, we see certain traits, such as being commanding, as being masculine, whether or not it is a man or a woman displaying the trait. While other traits, such as being nurturing, are always feminine, whether or not a man or a woman is behaving this way. These masculine and feminine traits relate to roles which we hold in societies, where jobs like being in the military or a CEO are masculine, while being a nurse or a teacher are feminine, no matter who feels the role. If we place all of the traits and roles a person could have on a ladder, with those most valued at the top and those least valued at the bottom, all the masculinities would be ahead of all the femininities. The set at the top is known as the hegemonic masculinity, the most honored way of being in a given society. In ours, this is a very specific type of masculinity that values aggression, dominance, and stoicism. So when we talk about feminism, we're trying to increase the understanding of femininities, not women, as valuable. Meaning that we would see vulnerability and caregiving roles as valuable, whether it's a man or a woman in the world. This also has another interesting impact because femininities and roles traditionally inhabited by women are lower on the ladder. We have more freedom to move up and down the ladder as we please without being less of a woman. But for men, if they aren't inhabiting the top of the ladder and displaying the hegemon, they become less of a man. So we get this complex situation where for men to increase their and women's perceived value when they display femininities which would increase their options and value in the long run, they would need to decrease their perceived value in the short term, putting them in a catch-22. Today's Modern Manhood is brought to you by two specific podcasts. The first one is called Overdue Finds, and it's presented by the Edmonton Public Library. It's hosted by Bryce Grittenden and Caroline Land, and they discuss movies, music, books, you know, pretty much any sort of popular culture and media you can think of. And luckily some you haven't thought of before. Oh, the cast thing is that all these things you can find at the library, obviously. It's from the public Library. It comes out every two weeks and we would love for people to find this, especially if you're in Edmonton. Uh, I know a lot of people are very excited about the new library that's coming up in downtown. They're renovating that old building, so it looks pretty awesome. You can find Overdue Finds at epl.ca slash podcast. As well, Modern Manhood is brought to you by ATV, as all a podcast in the Alberta Podcast Network are. Uh, but the ATV also has a pretty awesome podcast themselves, and it's about Alberta's history. As you know, Alberta is filled with history, from its people to its landmarks, their stories that help bring this province to life from an economic point of view the podcast is called we are alberta and it's by economist nick ford who is hitting the road to find what makes alberta alberta so listen subscribe you can subscribe on itunes google play anywhere you find your podcast and you can find this podcast at atv.com slash we are alberta that's again atb.com slash we are alberta
1: Feminism is all about options. You want to be a nurse, a teacher, or a stay-at-home dad? No big deal. Stuffy gender roles say that a man has to provide. Feminism says, who cares? You're no less of a man if it's your wife that brings home the Tubman's. In the last three decades, we've seen a tremendous surge of women in the workplace resulting in huge economic growth. And with women running this place, we're actually talking about a healthy work-life balance. And now we have time for our hobbies. Hey Frank, need help with that pearl stitch? Research shows that couples who split the chores at home actually have more and better sex.
0: The more we can dismantle our rigid ideas about how women look, act, and exist in the world, the more we should be able to do the same for men. Right bros? Hey, did you guys know that countries that are closest to gender equality also have the happiest people? Now because of the pressures in society that men face, I feel this argument is really two sides of the same coin. The main reasons why men push back against the label of feminism is rooted in the same reasons why men should buy into feminism full slate. Did you remember that man survey I noted at the start of the episode? And the striking number was that only 18% of men would describe themselves as feminist. But the thing that hope gives you a little bit of relief and a little bit of hope for the world is that it seems like it's more of a semantics thing than anything else. Because in that same survey it mentioned that 79% of men think that men and women should have equal rights and opportunities. I mean, that's almost 8 men out of 10, 80%, almost 80%.
4: But I think there's value in describing yourself as a feminist or a male feminist, male ally, what have you. Uh, For example, when you're around a bunch of guys, you know, there's no cookies or points that you can score. Um, So it's more about saying, hey, like, you know, I identify as a feminist where I identify with these issues. And that's an opportunity where you're trying to
1: model or demonstrate better possible behavior. If you feel that there is... um, a need for men and women to be equal, and that there's a lot more work to do, um, then you should feel comfortable calling yourself a feminist.
2: I am a very active, like, radical feminist, <laughs> and it's very much a part of like my identity and daily life.
1: Every man should be a feminist. Every person should be a feminist,
2: and uh, not just feminism, but like intersectional feminism.
1: You need to champion everyone that is, you know, somewhat bullied in a respect. If you're not a feminist, then you, what are you? Like, <laughs> doesn't make sense. It's just silly not to be. It's like, oh, I don't want to respect people. Okay have fun. Feminism is a gateway um, to understanding how power works, how social institutions work, um, and how those tensions sort of play out. I guess my feminism has been, has been evolving. Now I would say that I, I certainly hope I am, and I think that um, I try to lead my
0: life that way. The real debate then is how to reach that 60%, you know, the difference between the 79 and the 18. That's the men that we should be pushing for and and hoping that they would embrace feminism a little bit more fully. Or at the very least, say that they're pro-feminist. Or scrap even that, not have to worry about the semantics or worry about the label. Or hopefully we'll be able to say how feminism really helps out men as well.
3: There's a lot of ugliness, um, but the hopeful part of it. Is that I think it's, it, we're all being awakened to uh, social ills that we weren't aware were still so prevalent, you know, that we, we somehow have, have managed to remain in denial of. And so, given the current climate, you know, it's become clear uh, many of us men have been delighted to learn that we are the owners of ears and uh, further to learn that with practice they're perfectly operable and so that's you know that's been a wonderful lesson for all of us to the, you know the men in general are culpable for this inequality and it's a discrimination that goes across the board the, the perhaps the most flagrant part of it is sexual harassment and, and sexual predators but um, You know, the inequality just exists in every context. And so it's wonderful that society is finally being made to say, okay, everybody, shut up. (laughs) We're actually recognizing this and we're actually going to begin doing something about it. Um, I think that's fantastic. You know, We're, we're slowly evolving, trying to get to the point where all of us do feel like we were created equal. A lot of uh, minorities, whether they're sexual or racial minorities or gender minorities, they're very aware that they're not being treated as though they were created equal. As as long as we in the arts um, are able to continue telling stories, sort of continuing to slowly coax the uninitiated into this simple knowledge that says, look, it's just not fair. You know, these people, you have this right. These people don't have this right. It's not fair. One of the most promising videos that I have seen around this topic
0: was centered about a man named Richard Edmund Vargas, who started teaching inmates about the patriarchy in prison.
1: So like my hero right here, Malala, Yusuf Zai, and Beyonce. And like this card that my wife sent me that says, we're going to win, which is like our thing. It's like our phrase, it's what we say.
3: He got arrested about three months after we started dating. Yeah, we had to get married in the county jail. We got married in in, um, June 2012, about a
2: year after we started dating.
4: Patriarchy teaches men not to be vulnerable, not to ask for help, which was the situation with Richard. When he lost his job and decided to commit the robbery, I told him I would have lent him the money for his rent. He knew that. But I think the patriarchy like instructed him not to like reach out for help and he didn't he decided that he was going to get it on his own and that decision led him to be where he is it would be really incredible to see you know a man stepping up in such a serious way to battle patriarchy just like in general but to see that happen in a prison (laughs) the most like Hyper violent, toxic, masculine place.
1: Um,
4: it's just like nothing short of a miracle. Are you a feminist?
1: Yes. Heck yeah. I think it's important that men talk about feminism explicitly, talk about patriarchy explicitly, and identify as feminists. And we haven't gone so far in success stories to be like, you should identify as a feminist. We try to show, not tell. But we're very clear, like, this is feminist literature that we're reading. Um, This is a feminist perspective. And dudes get crazy. Like, I've had, like, people, men, we're we're sensitive. Like, we don't like being challenged. And
0: uh, dudes, we're not feeling it. Now, Richard wasn't scared to call himself a feminist in one of the most dominantly masculine environments we have. And he also wasn't scared to call it out and see what the values of feminism hold in him. But not only that, he understands and emphasizes the men who still struggle with the term and the hold that the patriarchy has on them. Every time I start out Wolfpack here in Edmonton, I begin by saying that Men Edmonton and Next Gen Men are pro-feminist organizations, and the information that we use comes from a feminist lens. I also say that you don't need to label yourself a feminist to participate, but we don't tolerate belligerent anti-feminism. And this is a phrase I stole from Men's Live's FAQ from one of the people that we mentioned above, actually. And I like this because it avoids bad faith responses and bad faith propositions, but also invites that 60% we're in the fence about feminism, but still hold humanistic values. And for myself, I'm still working through it. I think I'll always be working through it, and through the label and what it means to me. But I know that most of what I learned came from amazing feminists of all genders, and that's something that, for me, is hard to shake. So what do you say? Do you call yourself a feminist? All episodes of Modern Manhood are archived at Marmanhood.org. Or you can just find us wherever you get your awesome podcast. Thank you to everyone who responded to me when I asked about men and feminism. I really appreciate your responses. My name is Herman Vijayas, and we'll see you next time on Modern Manhood.